Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now launching SECQB in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have lift off. All right, everybody, welcome back uh, to the SECQB podcast presented by Believe and Bet Online. I'm your co-host, Riley Sinyard, joined always by our host, Mr. Zach Mettenberger. Howdy, howdy. And our great producer, Mr. Alex Carter. Oh, what are those kids' toys called? <laughs> Dude, I got this whole box. That's like a kazoo recorder or something. It's like a Fisher, ha- Fisher Price. Yeah, the Fisher Price recorder with <laughs> uh, like, yeah. you know, it's got the... The, the trumpet yeah. 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 Oh, those things are dope. Where do you even find these? Like, your Amazon, your guy who delivers Amazon to you, got to be like, what the hell is this guy getting? <laughs> no, this All is... these packages are such weird shapes. <laughs> like, what the hell? No, this one's got my original teeth marks on it. This is like when I was... This is one of my You my had your mom pull that out of storage just so you can blow it on this damn on this microphone for this podcast. Mom, Get that the meat your lo- price. <laughs> the meatloaf. First of all, we gotta give a shout out. Betonline.ag. Head to the website or your use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for this 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Swirly Bowl is not going great for me. Um, I'm down a lot. So as we go throughout this program, we're going to talk about what Riley and AC can compete for. And honestly, if you can shoot us some suggestions on Twitters or any of that stuff, I don't know. I don't look at it, but give us something. Maybe we'll compete for that. We'll let you know. Um, but last week, Riley, what kind of games do you want to talk about, dude? It was a big week. A lot of crazy shit happened in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we're going on a scale from crazy to not crazy, I think that we got to start off talking about South Carolina. In Columbia, first of all, putting up 40 points. Second of all, just beating the tar out of the Florida Gators. And Dan yeah, Mullen. I mean, on to the third-string quarterback. Third-string quarterback. The, we did, I didn't points. know he existed. Yeah, no clue. What's the kid's name? Brown? Yeah. Jason? Is it Jason? Let me look up my 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 little iPad right here. Jason but. Bourne. Yeah, it's Jason Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason Bourne, you know, from what I can see, dude, he looks like he did his job, managed yeah. the game well. They ran the shit out of the ball. That's really why they they won. Um, but I think the real, I think everyone's heard the rumblings, right? The real storyline about this whole wild ass game. You know, South Carolina won, but kind of the storyline over that yeah. was the quarterback situation. Riley, you want to elaborate on that? So yeah, the quarter the quarterback situation, which didn't wasn't wasn't present on the field. It was it happened the night before in the damn hotel. Um, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, who we've been talking about off and on all year on this podcast, it's it's been like who's who every week. Is it going to be Emory? Is it going to be Anthony Richardson? Is he going to come in as an emergency situation quarterback? Is he going to start? You know, we just don't know who the guy's been each week going back and forth. AR-15, as they refer to him, is getting over a concussion from last week's game, cleared on Thursday, gets one day of practice. Um, so he's really not getting to prepare and practice with the team. Goes in Friday night and – tries to serve it up i guess they're in the hotel dancing around um and tries to pull a break dance move and hurts his knee just trying to pull the windmill man has has to get an mri he gets cleared on the mri but he's still gimping around according to dan mullen hours leading up to the game he's getting treatment game day for a dancing injury and it's like right when you think florida so florida comes out and they fire todd grantham the defensive coordinator and after this game, and they fire, awesome. uh, yeah, I hate, which I hate they, that guy. Well, they, <laughs> well, they were supposed to fire him last year, and Dan Mullen went to bat for him and kept him around. And then, I guess once you give up forty points to South Carolina and their third string quarterback on a down year, and a new coach, that's a farewell. See ya. See you never, buddy. Here's your yeah. severance. Yeah, send me your forwarding address. We'll mail it to you. Get out of here, man. Ask. I got two things. First, ask Tammy Mettenberger about Todd Grantham. She's got some stuff to tell you. She's got a hot take. <sighs> well, I got to get Mom, Mama Tammy on the on the podcast here. No, nah, nobody needs that. <laughs> uh, 
And second, Riley, I want you in your best honky ass way try to describe the dance move to all the other honky ass listeners that A Rich was trying to pull off. Could you please Well it's if I'm a so, blind person, describe it to me. So first of all, it's not like I was there witnesses. Anthony Richardson doubled down on on the embarrassing moment of hurting himself dancing in a hotel and posted to Twitter a video of somebody else doing the movie. Which does he that would, does that make it any does that like make it any better? No, I think, it make, I, I think it makes it more embarrassing. It's right? just like, like it's like because of some clarity. Kids eighteen, right. kids yeah, eighteen. Yeah, it's like oh my god. Um, so yeah, it's the it's it's not a new move. It's not it's not some new TikTok trend or anything like that. It's the old school. Try to drop the uh, you try to bend the right leg, drop it down behind the straight leg, you know, and go down like you're doing a squat. Oh, yeah, and yeah, do yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like the, 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 it's the, like half, the, bar- the half-ass split. Yeah, and then it's like the barrel roll pop up, spin out of it, yep, you know. Yeah. Which I've always thought you see that move on TV or in movies, and it's like it looks like a torn ACL waiting to happen. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you're locking up that foot behind that extended knee. You're pretty much rolling yourself up. I don't and know, so, dude. I think in your peak phys- physical, you know, <laughs> performance era, you could have pulled that. You're uh, yeah. pulling off some nice dance moves, dude. No doubt. I wouldn't have gotten hurt. I know that much. Nobody I mean, could show stop like truck driver though. Oh. That guy would take over a dance floor and get everybody off just to watch him do a four minute dance to a song. To All this time. day, to this All day, time. he'd yeah. do it tomorrow if I asked him to. No doubt. So yeah, that's that's honestly, uh, you know, that's the wildest story. I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch the Florida South Carolina game, but after we sit here and recapping it, looking at the stat line, it's obvious South Carolina controlled the clock. They controlled the run game. The backup 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 quarterback didn't make any mistakes and Florida just couldn't score on their defense at will. It's and just so, like, what's Mullen do at this point, right? You're everyone was like, man, these guys are going to, these guys are going to beat Georgia. This team's going to be lit. EJ is going to be unbelievable. Here they are saying that four or five, two and five in the SEC. Mullen doesn't have a quarterback right now, right? He obviously yeah. doesn't necessarily believe in EJ. That's why he's trying to play the other kid. And the other kid's still just 18 year old buffoon. You know, dropping it like it's hot, yeah, MJ the, style, yeah. In the hotel. Without without warming up, properly <laughs> stretching, coming off a concussion. It's coming like, off dude, a concussion. Get, what are you doing, Lucius Brown? I mean, I also get it too. Like you said, he's a freshman. Also, your season's you know down the down the drain here. There's nothing you can, you're not competing for the East. You're who care? You know, since playoffs have started, who cares about bowl games? But keep yourself healthy and save yourself the uh, exposure and the embarrassment on social media. I mean, it's coming out. And Dan Mullen's like, yeah, evidently he hurt himself dancing last night. It's like how, <laughs> how, how embarrassing of a press conference is hey, that? Man. For- so we had a guy at LSU. I won't name names, but he slipped and he fell in the shower, smacked his head, and he came up and he told the trainers that his name was <laughs> Lucius Brown. So that's why I said. When Riley goes, this guy is coming off a concussion. I said, Lucius Brown. <laughs> this dude told the trainers his name was Lucius freaking Brown, dude. That's forgot his name. whole name. They're Unbelievable. Like, yeah. Slipping in the shower. I won't tell you what he was doing in the shower, but he slipped in the shower and smacked his head off that tile. The trainers are like, yeah, we can put the flashlight away. We don't have to go any further than this yeah, concussion no, protocol. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you're, you're, you got your bell rung. You killed some that's, brain cells. That's that's when the police officer says, can you uh, stand on this line and <laughs> walk this line and you 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 fall before you even can stand on the line you know yeah you're drunk buddy you're going to jail yeah all right try. so probably the most exciting game of the week next uh i would say tennessee kentucky right? no doubt no doubt about it a high scoring uh one one late you know back and forth shootout game 45 to 42 there was a couple questionable calls that kentucky would argue about or they did argue about mark stoops ended up getting mark stoops got so rowdy i saw, I saw the clip of that did you did see you that? raise your did you raise your beard to him on the screen oh yeah like, that's, i mean that's my guy I could my I I could feel my blood pressure rising looking at his blood pressure rise. But there there was there was a questionable face face mask call on a sack. It was like third down and deep, third and fifteen or something like that. And the Kentucky sacks um hooker and they come back <laughs> and they call the face mask, they get a first down, they Back him up again. Oh, no, no, no. They call the face mask. Stoops goes berserk. They put 15 more on Stoops for <laughs> yelling at the refs. And they get all the way down there and they still, and Tennessee still ends up having a fourth and long and something. And didn't. So, it, I mean, it, it really was ended up being irrelevant, but it was just a high intent, high intensity game back and forth. 
at Kentucky. But, I mean, here's here's the two takeaways. Why this game was so high scoring is Kentucky ran – I had it written down, but I it, it, I think it was either 97. It, it's in the 90s. They ran 90-something plays on offense, which is awesome. Tennessee, on the other hand, averaged 11.2 or 11.4 yards a play on it offense. It looks like 99 plays to 99 plays. 47. Isn't that insane? And Kentucky had the ball longer. I know that. But Tennessee just got out and they spread it out. When you're, I mean, I'm not a like mathematician here, but when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're, when, you're, when, when you got to get 10 yards for a first down and you're averaging 11 a play, 11 something a play, things are going your way. You're <laughs> should doing take, all right should, there, yeah, Jim. Should take but a, right. but a few plays to get in the end zone. Exactly. I, I know this. Everyone in t- state of Tennessee has got just real, you know, they, they went from six to midnight about six oh, weeks yeah. ago. Tennessee's putting up points. You know, they're now part of the new college era. Just score more than the other team. You know, it's not SEC football, right? Georgia's running SEC football. You know, yeah, we're old, gonna, old we're, school. Old school. Gonna, you guys football. ain't scoring on us. We're going to score 10, kick your ass. But yeah. Tennessee is now in the new era. Dude, you know, people don't remember. I remember, Riley, you're saying Hooker. You were a Hooker guy in preseason. You said yeah. he was a dog at Virginia Tech, and you're on the, his bandwagon. Yeah, Heupel's got to be sitting there thinking like, ah, we could probably be seven and two. Yeah, right if you, yeah. If you if you just let him start the season instead of having to figure out the QB battle on the field, right? And those are like God, those are like the, I don't know. Well, Tennessee's in good shape because of that. Like going forward, looking 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 ahead, they're gonna yeah 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 for sure. Rec- but rec- you know, it's all about the now too. Sure, you know? sure. It's like but, crap, <laughs> but they they got to be satisfied. I mean, hell, they can't they have no but keep a coach there, much less win football games consistently. So they've got to be happy with the outcomes of this season so far. And, and you know, it's like I know this Tennessee team two, three, the past five, ten years wouldn't be even thinking about a chance to put up points or to compete with a number one badass Georgia team that's coming to Knoxville this weekend. There's there's got to be a fire lit there. They they believe that they've got a chance. Yeah, if, I mean this After will really show like, like Heupel's the real deal, right? And his yeah, offensive yeah. ingenuity and everything they do. If they can do it on Georgia, if they could score over twenty eight on Georgia, the people are going to be like, oh, fuck. oh my god, yeah. I think uh, the most points scored on Georgia all year is thirteen by Kentucky. Exactly. Right? Yeah, if anybody like, can do it, it's going to be Tennessee. Yeah, that's the win. truth. We'll talk about that coming up. But, but uh, uh, next game was, I mean, again, this was a wild ass week. Uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Yeah, another nail biter down yep. to the wire, three point game. Um, looks like Rogers. Lit it up. I mean, God, dude, it must be so nice playing quarterback in that system where a handoff is a screen and it goes into your stat book. Yeah, you're throwing in 50 passes a game. He went, he went 36 of 48 <laughs> with 417 yards and four touchdowns and lost the football game. I mean, and they had 69 rush yards, but again, people are just, it's so misleading. Yeah, because right? they throw the ball to rush it. Again, 100 yards of his passes are screens and quick hitters. That's just what they do. But it's just like, man, dude, I bet. I would have had so much like thinking, but just throwing screens to Odell and Jarvis. Oh my you know, god! And they or got then, they got then, five more catches a game. Yeah, or then you were, or then you're swinging Jeremy Hill. Out yeah, and I'm throwing you're, it to Jeremy Hill. You're, and, you're swinging Jeremy Hill out, and then you're finally and Spencer pumped. Ware and Alfred Blue and Kenny Hilliard and all those other. Oh well, yeah, and then, all of them. And then you're finally like what they do with Will Rogers. You're doing that all game consistently, throwing out swings and screens, and then finally you're pump faking, and you got Here two. Comes. Yeah, you got you got a streak open and a slant open and a post open and a, see in hell, big boy. Yeah, it's like no, there's no way to defend that. It, it, it's so much fun to watch. But, Arkansas got it done. Mississippi State had a chance to tie it at the end, botched a field goal. But that's uh, the thing. If I'm an Arkansas fan, dude, they're finding a way to win these tough games that right. they haven't mm-hmm. done really. You know, arguably ever since McFadden days, you know? Yeah. Speaking about satisfaction with the new, with a new coach, Dude, you know, hey, I was, that's where I was leading to O-line guys. It just shows you like these OCs that are super smart. Yeah. Cool. Get those guys, whatever. Go get you an O-line guy. Go get yeah. you a big salty pissed off guy. Get, yeah. get the troops ready to just run through a brick wall. He just gets the job done. You know, it might not be in flashy fashion, but yeah, there's a grit about that Arkansas team. And, they're it's not, fun to watch. I, you know, again, the SEC is the most. I mean, it's like the NFL junior, right? It's the most yeah. competitive league, and it's awesome seeing these teams, you know, take these steps to make it, you know, an ultra competitive league that it already is, but even more so. You know, you don't have the four teams that are dominating. 
hopefully we have a near future that, you know, SEC, most teams will have two losses, right? Yeah. I, I mean, and, and the real, real dudes will be undefeated like usual, but you know, that's my hope for what the league's turning into. And it's, it's awesome to watch, man. Um, and also I'm just super jealous. That I didn't play in this era because God bless, man. Just you've been airing it out. Yeah. Stats would have been <laughs> you were, sweet. You were built for this era, honestly. Just stats would have been sweet. You know, I mean, and, your stat, your stats were still pretty sweet when you were playing. You had some good guys to throw to, and you were you were getting it done. Pretty yeah, well, dude, pretty damn fifteen well. times a game, winning games. You know, yeah, good times. So uh, <laughs> going going to throwing it fifteen times a game, and somebody who never does it, uh, Ole Miss, uh, kind of took care of Hugh Freeze in the uh, the yeah. pseudo egg bowl. What do you can call that? The 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 back page <laughs> bowl. So it'd be bowl. the back page bowl, uh, it's right? Like the, the head coach social liability bowl. Yeah, yeah, they both look on Backpage for <laughs> back, their ladies yeah, the, of the night. I like that. Yeah, the Backpage, backpage Bowl. bowl. <laughs> <laughs> backpage is, they're going to be like, this guy's a genius. We're going to, kind of how Bang Bros, Bang Bros tried to buy the Miami Heat arena. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think they, I remember that, when was that? Five or six years ago? And they, they outbid everybody on that, yeah, too. Yeah, and then they're like, just like, God, we can't. They're like, no, we can't do it. We can't. <laughs> like, we're, we're better than that. We don't want to be better than that, but we're better Yeah, appreciate than that. your $100 million offer, but we can't do that. Um, but I guess my biggest <laughs> takeaway from that, you know, I, I was looking to see, you know, uh, Willis for Liberty, you know. I thought, you know, Hugh Freeze was going to have it dialed up a little bit better, and they were going to, but I – you know, Willis just kind of made a bunch of mistakes, had three picks, no, no big plays. Um, it probably could have been a better game. Well, quite honestly, you know, you know, they, so starting out, Lib- Liberty just came out flat. They looked awful. He started making mistakes early. I think Ole Miss did a good job of understanding that that guy is the nucleus of their success on offense. Yeah. And it was like, handcuff him, make but him make some that's mistakes. My, yeah. That's my point. I was hoping, you know, if he's got this dude that they talk about, right. They talk about yeah. these D2 guys every year, you know, Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, all these dudes, right. This is a great moment for him to be like, yeah, dude, this is Auburn. Auburn screwed up. You know, this is, yeah, I'm with a bunch of guys who, you know, yeah, these are my guys, but they're not as, you know, they're not freaking old Miss recruited guys. We're going to go out there. We may not win, but I'm lighting this, this sucker up. I was just a little disappointed that it didn't. And again, this isn't the SEC QB, but it's still a guy that I'm excited about and wanted to watch, but sure. And, but, and, he, he, and, and he had a bad day, and I think they were ill-prepared. And also, the weird stat to me in this game is we both we all expected this to be a shootout. Right. You know, it, it was nothing <sighs> like it. Well, and they, like Matt Corral was very efficient. Matt Corral played yeah. a great game. He's 20-27, 324 yards. Game. Their game this year has been but, efficiency. Yeah, but both teams, both, both teams had a running back carry the ball for over 100 yards. Uh, Liberty's running back, seven carries, 101 yards. And then the Ely kid for Ole Miss, 10 carries, 115 yards. So it's just like they they went to the ground and they had some big runs. I get And you so know, I, 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 wouldn't ex, I wouldn't have expected that. I would thought rushing yards would have been low here, kind of like the yeah. Mississippi State-Arkansas game. I guess that's the thing, you know, with these teams that spread it out, you forget that they can run the ball and they right. spread you out and then they just gash you for 12 yards a pop. Right, yeah, you know? exactly. It's easier to bust a 30-yard run, you know. But when so. you line up in power eye and it's like, oh, they got 10 guys in the box, we don't care. I mean, but when it's when when it's all said and done here, we're talking about Liberty at number sixteen, Ole Miss. I yeah, mean, it's this point, right? Obviously, they they, it's they like played they, down as their McNeese State for sure. Right? Yeah, and so they Liberty did good, did a good job coming back. I think they were down. I don't know how many points Ole Miss scored in the second half, but not many, if any. So I think it was like twenty-one to nothing at halftime or something. Let's see. It was twenty four to nothing at halftime, Ew, and so gross. you know, Ole That's Miss only bad. scored three points yeah, in the second half. Pissed this week for sure. Well, next we'll go to Georgia, Missouri. We don't got to talk much about that. Georgia, no. same, same. Destroyed. You know. uh, well, and what's your guy's name? What's the, what's our guy's name at uh, Missouri? Didn't play. They had their backup in. Oh, Basilas didn't yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I would have watched that one. It was the backup. He threw for seventy eight yards. Mm. No picks though. No. Okay. Silver lining. Uh, A and M beating Auburn. God, we all goose egg that one. We did. We took Auburn. Uh, you know, it, it's <laughs> like I said. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> one of the feels like it, that. It's the roller co- roller coaster part of the season. You know, with we've been saying it over and over again. Bo Nix comes out, and if he played, if he played 
10 games in the year like he did against Arkansas at Fayetteville, he'd be in the top three Heisman picks. But he comes out and he does this, you know, and it's like, I hate back. <laughs> I hate I hate bashing Bo Nix, but he, he gives us no other opportunity because he comes out and he he's either a diamond or a stone, and, and it all depends on him. He, I mean, he'll run for 40 yards in the backfield and escape seven tackles and then find, throw it across his body for 40 yards and find somebody toe-tapping on the sideline. Well, when that's not working for him, there was two or three times this game where he got sacked or he got uh, – there was a play in the second half where he – when it's still a ball game, it's nine to three, and uh, he's doing that runaround shit, and he – gets the ball stripped from them and they pick it up and house it. You know, it's like that's a game changer in a game where you haven't been able to move the ball at all. Dude, and so it's that. like it's the fine line, and Zach, you can talk on this, it's the fine line of knowing when your magic's going to work and then having the realization of, okay, it's probably just going to behoove me to get rid of this football, save some clock, save my legs instead of running around here. You're chancing yourself for injury and a damn turnover that turns into a score for the other team in a game like this in a hostile mm-hmm. environment. You just can't let that happen as a uh, – veteran player like Bo Nix. So like you know, I'll I'll to the grave. I might put on my headstone. Don't don't make a bad play worse. You know and Right. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> the issue with with these dudes who can run and make plays and do this shit. And you know, again it's the the toxicity of what Mahomes has done the last few years because he's so damn good. But you're seeing that he's starting to do a little too much too. And these kids just think that's the norm and that's how you play football. And it's like, man, no, you do that when when an opportunity precedes itself right right let's just if the hitch is there take the hitch let's go to the next play second and yeah. five you know like do that that's how you become a complete guy and it's funny because because big slow guys like myself with big you, arms you, you never had that problem i didn't have that problem but big guys who have big arms they like to sit on a guy and hang on to a guy instead of getting through their progression and they'll force that ball in or they don't throw with timing anticipation because they can just sit there and just darted in so again fast guys have that same issue just kind of flipped right yeah and that well I, and i think i agree with you and i think the double-edged sword there or, or the you know what shines light on the big guys that might hang on not go through progression lock down with his eyes a receiver and then throw a ball downfield on a line and it's, it's poorly thrown and it's intercepted on a third like the play that happened with auburn was it was either second and really long or third and pretty long you know yeah and it was after a penalty it's like on a third down like that Bo Nix has got an arm we've seen it I mean he can he can heave the football it's like get rid of either get rid of it or take a chance and and hope for a pass interference call or give your give your guy a chance and then if you throw that interception there you threw a 45 yard interception you know and it's just it's, it's as good as a punt but running backwards and in circles and squirreling around and giving somebody the opportunity to strip sack you it's just and then, you can't, again, you can't I think win games doing that. That might be a big reason why, for so long, you know these these teams didn't want guys like that because their risk management wasn't great. You know, yeah, they make a great play every once in a while, but then they do something like that because you know Tom Brady doesn't make those mistakes because he can't do that stuff, right? Well, yeah, so he'll just eat, he'll eat a sack before anybody can hit him. Well, he can't even run around to begin with, so it's like, <laughs> I, why even get a guy that can do that? Because then he's going to try and run around too much, and you know, yeah. Again, like Lamar, Lamar is so good because he can do all that, but he 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 still know, makes the right decisions. Yeah, he mitigates yeah. the he manages the risk reward. Okay, and look, you're gonna have bad plays, and that stuff's gonna happen. But again, he doesn't make a bad play worse, right? Right. Again, these young guys, if they 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 want to be like those dudes, they really need to study like the intricacies and the management of the game, you know. So I say this to our high school guys and just kind of the kind of how football kids are playing now for an Instagram highlight to post. They could play 99 shit snaps, but if they make no Dell catch or they make a, a great PBU, they're posting that and they're like, I had a great game. I had a, I had a highlight. No, like let's have a great body of work. All right. Lastly, we'll talk about, um, LSU Bama. It was a I mean, great game as an LSU fan. A great game because you're in there. You come out. You got a little trickery. Alabama was lackadaisical. It was. Uh, I, this, I went down to the game like I told you guys, and uh, I was happy to be there and got to see a bunch of old buddies. And uh, they honored the 2011 
Alabama team, saw some old guys that I know. Courtney Upshaw was pissed. <laughs> yeah, and Dude. so well, we'll get. Yeah, we got to get. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. You can keep talking about your your but, sob story. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like <laughs> it, it's it's not a sob story. What it is is that. <laughs> What it is is it's 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 a it's compounded misery. So you've got an Alabama team that's inconsistent, and it's. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. We we started off this podcast this year preseason talking about the impacts of NIL deals, and I think that that has played. I think we're seeing that at the level where Alabama was on the pedestal, along with the Oregon's and the Georgias of the world, getting these these huge players up to million dollar contracts or million dollars in earnings on these NIL deals. It almost is is known, it's seen to be true that that has affected a player in the long term because I could tell, it was my first game being in Bryant-Denny Stadium in two or three years, and I could tell the difference just by watching the intensity players are playing with and the care, you know, it's like I miss the days where a quarterback overthrows somebody and throws a pick or misses a wide open target and breaks his face mask off his helmet because he spikes his helmet so hard. You know, it's like act like you care. Nobody shows emotions. Nobody gives a shit if they missed an assignment. Offensive line got their ass beat up the entire game. Nobody cared, you know, the uh, Dalvin Dalcourt, our interior line, Alabama's interior lineman gets hurt. It turns out he's got a minor ankle sprain. It's like, I know my, my guy growing up, who, who I'm buddies with now, Antoine Caldwell, one of the greatest centers to ever play at Alabama. Very athletic guy. Would, would have been a long-term NFL guy if he didn't get hurt. That You don't come off the field at center for a light anchor, ankle sprain or a guard. You know, you tape that thing up, you get shut up, and you're back in there. It's just this generation of... It has to do with the NIL deal. It's this generation of me, you know. You're worried about. You're worried about. You're not worried about your team. There's one guy on Alabama's team right now that plays for everybody else and is selfless, and he's the best football player in the SEC, in my opinion. That's Will Anderson, 31, coming off the edge. He's going to be a first round draft pick. He's got a motor that doesn't stop. He's the best linebacker. He's the best pass rusher. But he's never worried about himself. He's getting after it every damn play, like a dog. And it's like that's what that's what it takes. The, the, the rest of the team is just like, yeah, we, we got the win. Yes, it's a, and yes, I'm not taking away from the win. You know, th- this is a rivalry game. I don't care how bad LSU has been this season. Ed O came in going, I can beat Alabama and, you know, I can rest peacefully leaving here, you know, <laughs> and like no doubt about it. And you could tell that they, they ran that fake punt and he was fired up. He well, gave what did they have to lose? What? Exactly. Yeah, that's, what like- I'm, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. And Alabama did the opposite. Alabama, Man, tuck, they tucked the tail in between the legs. You know, they didn't, you're talking they run about the football. you're talking about Will Anderson. You're forgetting this is the SEC QB podcast. What do you think about Bryce Young? You think his nil deals have fucked him up? That's what that's who I'm targeting when I'm saying Ooh. that. Yes, 100. Ooh, then call 100%. it out. Then call it out. Don't make me have to be a dead gun media member and pull it out of you this is a podcast we just say it buddy that's what no that's what i'm saying it's him but it's not only just him it's wide receivers dropping footballs guys that aren't supposed to drop footballs and then yeah bryce has got sacked four times for negative 49 yards i mean he's not taking little sacks he's taking is that on him uh two or three of them were so the offensive line play like trash, but yeah, two or three of them. What 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 Bryce had done good. So like his campaign and to be in the Heisman talk, what he's done so well is not only been a great athlete and make and spectacular plays and extend plays and be a good game manager, get rid of the ball when you're supposed to, not take big hits. He threw that all that away in this game. It was like okay, it's like he lost his sense of what he's supposed to do, and he he ended up doing the Bo Nick shit where he you know tornadoes in the backfield and keeps losing yards. And hey, he Russell Wilson does that. Every- Every Sunday, damn it. Yeah, but Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson's going to do with the hell, whatever the Preach. hell he wants. Preach. You know, and so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Between, but I'm going to tell you this right now about Alabama, and then I'm going to get off my, my, my soapbox here. Um, first of all, going back into that stadium, it's so evident and obvious that 80% of those fans Ooh. are either the students are from out of state and way out of state. They're from California and the Northeast and they're all there and they don't understand the significance of college football in general, much less the history of Alabama football. Um, but on top of that, 
they've built this stadium. They've done renovations. It's it's this big badass stadium. It's a coliseum. You know, it's it's a gladiator thing. But it's the fans are in there and they think they're loud. They're not loud. <laughs> I mean, Zach, we were there for the nine to nine to six game of the century. That is the most. You know that that is what loud is, where you Dude, can't hear yourself think. You ever have bass so loud that you almost crap your pants? That's what that that's game what, was. That's what that game was. You know, and there's been other games outside of that one that are like that. This game, these fans think they're getting loud. And it's like, I can still hear myself think and talk. That ain't right. My brain should be vibrating. <laughs> I should lose all motor function. <laughs> and I should be looking around like I'm lost, you know. You, like, dude, where, it sounds where like, am I? It sounds like you need to write to the suggestion box to all the admin who uh, – does uh what the, no. the college acceptance and take they take all this big money from out state they say we oh don't yeah care. oh yeah that's what they're oh, it's all bottom line you gotta get, hire local alabama come on get let more in-state kids in yeah i i know i get i get the bottom line from top to bottom on admission to you know stadium renovations and different season ticket holders and they're where they can sit and what you can do. It's just a big old social event because everybody's so spoiled and used to Alabama winning by so many points. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you, this is still, this is a rivalry game. And it's like, it's like people didn't know that coming into it. They were just shocked that this, this was ever a game and, and rightfully so. But long story short, the end of my end synopsis of this is that, Alabama is overrated. They've been they've been as up and down as any other team this year. They've let people back. They've gotten big leads and letting people back in games. They've blown out a couple teams and then they've gotten down and come back. It's like I don't know how to di- I don't know how to diagnose them as a as a ball club. You think so, Georgia beats them as of right now? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I don't even think it's close. I think they got. I, I, I'm not going that far though. I think. There's a good chance in two weeks that Arkansas can beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I think there's a better chance that Auburn can pull some shit out of their hat and on the plains and beat Alabama. They've done it several times in the past. Spalt. So, but fans are spalt. You win game by six. Spalt. Yeah. And so, but on, on top of that too, it's like, I'm going to say this about Georgia real quick is if Georgia does not win the national championship this year, they deserve to go another 30 years without winning it because they've got, the <laughs> best scenario to win the national championship. They can lo- they can afford to lose to Tennessee this weekend by some happenstance that would ever happen. Still go to the SEC championship game. Still pummel Alabama, and then who are they going to play? You got Michigan State who lost outright this week to Purdue. I mean the the top four it's coming out right now or it just came out. I haven't seen it, but you know when you're looking at the playoff stuff. It, it, it's Georgia's year. Like it, it, the only people yeah. that can beat them are, is themselves. And, and I, and I'm happy for Georgia. Like I like Georgia fans. I like Georgia and, and I want them to do it. But if they don't, then I'm losing I'm, their, their respect notch is going down on my belt a little bit, but just to, just to summarize the recap, hell, that was a good week of sec football. Football was fun this weekend. No doubt. Football was fun. All right. On this week, we got a couple slappy team games, but other than that, we got some some you know wait, good wait, matchups. Wait, wait, wait! wait. Got to cut you off, Zach. We got to get your take. So I'm gonna give the preface to everybody here. Uh, LSU Alabama game. MGM Grand flew out some notable alumni players oh, to to host a uh, pregame party at MGM Grand in Las Vegas. They flew him out. Zach sent me pictures. He's like first class treatment. Got picked up in a limousine. <laughs> I'm sure they. I'm sure they put him in first class on the way out there. It's nope. Zach, Zach and Courtney Upshaw, who was Zach. Zach was an All SEC guy, and Courtney Upshaw was a national championship uh, MVP player and a Super Bowl winner. Um, and so they get out there, and Zach, take it from there. How was your weekend in Las Vegas, brother? It was all right, man. My wife was sick most of the time, so like I didn't get to do as much clowning as I wanted to. But uh, no, nah, it was cool. It was a cool experience. Got to go out there um, and do this deal for MGM, a little parents for the game. It ended up, like, honestly, great timing for me to not have to really do anything because it was the Canelo uh, plant fight. And we were at the MGM. It's MGM event. Well, what's that? The MGM, the Canelo and plant fight. It's the biggest thing of this century, uh, right? Yeah, it was huge. 
Oh my God. The whole, the whole hotel was booked out from people from Mexico. It was awesome, dude. So like you think a bunch of people from Mexico are going to give a damn about me and Courtney Upshaw talking about college football. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely not. We had four people in attendance for this thing. People. It was all time. It was all time. Me and Courtney had a great time, dude. He was, um, He's a lot more quiet than I thought. And uh, we had a little deal. You know, they're like, who's the biggest trash talker ever? And I was like, ah, you know. And Courtney was like, I am. I was like, dude, you've said three words since we've been here. How are you the biggest <laughs> trash talker out there? But, uh, I mean, all kidding aside, dude, great dude. Uh, I mean, come on. Super Bowl champ, two-time national champ, national championship MVP, right? Uh, yeah. The 21-0 year over LSU. Yeah great story too my rookie year we're playing at the ravens okay and they sacked me seven times um which was awesome uh <laughs> and, and upshaw like got crash he, dummy yeah he came he came from the right edge once and i tried to escape to the right and as i'm getting out he reached his left arm and he got me right on the inner thigh but he got some he got some meat and uh Oh my God, dude. I ran to the sideline and I had the trainers check me out and make sure like it didn't get filleted or anything. They're like, you're good. You're good. I was like, and the, it, honestly, the most pain I've ever been on the football field from Courtney Upshaw. And I told him this story and he looked me dead in the eyes like I was a jackass. <laughs> like, he's like, dude, I don't he's give a to, damn. Like, yeah, he's like, I was trying to sack you. I'm like, I dude, care. I get why you don't remember it. I mean, it's, it's mediocre at best. Give me a break, bud. <laughs> That's cool though that they flew you out and you have to do that. It was, man. And and all you know, all jokes aside, you know, I'm very I'm very appreciative, you know, and grateful that you know, in some regards I'm still remembered as a quarterback. You're rel- yeah, yeah, you're still I'm, relevant, I'm relevant bro. enough and for sure. You know, so it's fun. But I guess that's a decent segue into Alabama, New Mexico State this week. <laughs> I think New Mexico State's gonna pull an upset. I don't know, dude. Six what? points win over LSU. I don't know. I think New Mexico State might pull this one off. They could. The way the way Alabama played last week, if they don't, that, it's one of those things we talked about earlier in the year with like the Arkansas Arkansas Pine Bluff game after they lost to Auburn. It's just one of those games where you just gotta you're coming in. Alabama's playing this game the weeks leading up to this. You've got. Arkansas left. You've got Auburn left at Auburn. Um, it's one of those where you just got to get your pretty much get get your stock back in order, you know, and uh, figure out how you can build confidence. Try to get there, there, there were struggles in the game last week for Alabama on play calling and trying to find a flow between the run game and the pass game and the little things like drop passes and stupid penalties that uh, handcuff you in certain situations. You got to get all that ironed out because this Arkansas team in two weeks can come into Tuscaloosa and rightfully so beat Alabama and blow up everything and not leave it to, you know, Auburn to, to, to wash their season. So, uh, it's a, it's a game where you hope nobody gets hurt. We've talked about these cupcake games late. It's a game where you hope nobody gets hurt. You hope you get a little bit of exposure for some backup guys. Um, but you just got to go in there and get the job done. Nobody's, you know, nobody's putting pressure on you to do anything crazy. You just don't want to get anybody hurt is is the way I look at it. So that'll be a game that not a lot of people tune into outside of the state of Alabama or Alabama fans. Um, So it sounds like you're picking New Mexico state. Can I chalk you down for New Mexico state? No, Alabama, (laughs) Alabama is going to win that game. If they don't, then yeah. If, if they don't, then I'm, I'm on to Alabama. Are they, are they covering the 51 and a half? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, that is a ton of points, as you know. Um, so, no, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. I'm just going to hope that Alabama looks better and plays better. And if they somehow get beat by New Mexico State, like I said, I'm giving up. I'm an Alabama Tide Hoops fan. Shout out Alabama Tide Hoops. <laughs> they just tipped off playing their first game of the year. College basketball <laughs> College basketball has started tonight. Is this going to turn into a Roll Tide Hoops Degum podcast? No, no, but I would love to, I would love to do a, a college basketball podcast, too. I almost love college basketball in the sec as much as i love college football in the sec so we'll, we'll let the guys you hear that and, believe you hear that yeah, our yeah, producers we'll, our our headwigs who don't listen to the show hire rally yep actually pay them for that new show too yeah we'll do a network yeah i've got a couple guys that would do it with me oh you got a couple guys that can get do it with you no doubt oh ac so i'm i'll chalk you for new mexico state then 
<laughs> nice try. Yeah, Alex. I mean, uh, Alex Zach is trying to just whatever he can do. It's like extortion. It's, it's I, gotta get back in, I gotta get back in this game, buddy. <laughs> I'm going. I'm gonna put the Alabama to win this too. Are you gonna ask the magic eight ball? Not on gonna, this one. Oh save, yeah, the, you're gonna <laughs> save your eight ball roll. You don't oh, want yeah. to say, "Hey, is Bama gonna win?" Eight balls is gonna laugh at you. The magic. The magic eight ball lost last week i think for the first time all season first or second time yeah all season. but again yeah. if anybody out there listening wants to go listen to all 13 episodes and see when we pulled out the eight ball we'd love to know what the eight balls record <laughs> yeah. is yeah. we don't we don't have the time yeah we ain't doing <laughs> that sorry you can email us at ask seccb <laughs> at gmail.com do we actually have that email if we do yeah. have that email oh, yeah. that'd be sweet but we sure yeah. do oh god bless <laughs> All right, Mississippi State, Auburn. You guys know who I'm picking. Yeah, I mean, this is a – it's unbelievable to me how much home field advantage matters to Auburn because we see a – every time they play Jordan-Hare, we see a different team uh, outside of the Georgia State game they almost blew early in the year. Um, We see a different team that look like they can be world beaters and they've got it all together in Jordan Hare and Jordan Hare is a weird eerie place to play. Um, it's really cool if you're an Auburn fan to have a home game against a ranked opponent, or if you come in as an underdog at home, it's a place where it can always happen. Uh, so, um, I, I'm, I'm taking Auburn just a bounce back game. If I, I'm just, I'm kind of following this roller coaster trend that's on a linear graph, you know, and it's like, <laughs> As soon as they as soon as they bottom <laughs> out, they, they seem to reach the peak again the next yeah. week. So, I and I got to go against you, Zach. So I'm taking Auburn while you're taking the the Fighting Pirates. Eat a whole bag. Eat a whole bag. Of it. <laughs> eat, a, eat a whole bag of it. <laughs> hey, see, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with Auburn here too. Uh, they're at home. They play better there. Uh, Riley and I, you got we got a better record. Let's go, Leach. Give me back in it, Leach. (laughs) Give me back in it. The pirate prevails. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and put a check mark next to that one because it's. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. It will be interesting. I'm gonna tell you right now that it's the same. We could go back and uh, copy and paste what we said about the Auburn Ole Miss game a couple weeks ago. The same thing's gonna have to happen with Auburn on defense with this Mississippi State offense we talk about that are you know slinging the ball 50 to 60 times a game. Uh, Auburn's going to have to be able to play sideline to sideline and try to keep, you know, first of all, keep these little short, quick pop routes, the screens and the swings we've been talking about, or the, or the quick slants. You got to keep those guys in front of you, but then you've also got to be weary because it, they might sleep. Yeah, they might go 15. I mean, uh, in Mississippi State, a lot of teams will go three plays like that and then take a shot. Mississippi State will do it 15 times in a row and because then Leach take a, a shot. Yeah, he is. So smart. So that's gonna, I think that's going to be the key to the game for Auburn on defense. And then on offense, it's going to be Bo Nix taking care of the football, and they're going to have to establish the running game. You can run the ball in Mississippi State. They're, we've said that for the past couple of weeks. They're, they're going to have to win the line of scrimmage here. All right, next up we got uh, Samford versus Florida. What do you think? At this point, it's like, who knows? I don't know anything about Samford, but if Florida's willing to just lose to South Carolina like that, surely that doesn't happen again. If we can keep uh, Anthony Richardson out of the hotel hallways, breakdancing. Dude, he's uh, like literally on a on a, yeah. on a a band from dancing, right? Dalton yeah, Mullins no going to be more. like, you're not allowed to dance at the bar. Yeah. Not allowed you gotta to dance. Be, you just got to be, you gotta be the head, the head bobber dancing. down in the corner. Yeah, you... <laughs> You can be the DJ. You can play the songs. You're not you can, allowed to dance. You can bob the head. You can't move the lower <laughs> extremities. See, again, look, that's a curse of being too athletic. Like Bo Nix, trying to make too many plays. It's a curse of being athletic. Big, slow yeah. guys like me, we know our limits. We you don't do never, stuff like would, that on dance floor. You would never get hurt dancing. Yeah, dude. Jump around comes on. You'll see me move a little bit. You know, let me clear my throat, but DJ yeah. Cool, you're gonna see Riley break a table. But uh, yeah, no, that's, you're not gonna see us pop lock and drop it no. or anything like that. So. No, no, nothing that includes major joints. So I'm a, I can lock you down for Samford. You're putting down Samford. No, I got Florida. Okay, I'll talk. I see. No, yeah, I see you trying to if, infiltrate the system here for a last I minute push. Can so AC, you're picking Samford. I chalk it down. Uh, last time, I th- uh, last week, I said, uh, I remember what I said. I said, Gator Chomps, and uh, Gator got punched in the face, man. Yeah. <laughs> Florida but man I, just popped that punch. Gator right in the face. It's like the, the Happy Gilmore. You know that Gator that got your hand? Well, I got his head. 
Oh my god, you killed Chubbs. <laughs> so you're picking Sanford. Awesome. Ah, uh, still got to go with Florida though. Definitely in the swamp. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. you know, it's just it's. I mean, it's Sanford's Jimmy's, biggest Jimmy's game of the Joe's. year. Florida wins. Yeah. Um. All right, Georgia Tennessee. I mean, look. I mean, we got a couple of good games, but this is. I think this is the most intriguing matchup, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Georgia. You know, I'll put it down. Georgia's gonna win, but Tennessee's gonna score more than twenty eight. You think so? I think so. So just just as a preface, you know, um, just as a preface, as a preface, I think that what is it? Thirteen, yeah, thirteen points most given up by Georgia. And that was against Kentucky. I agree with you. I think Tennessee is going to put up the most. I don't know; it'll be twenty eight, but they're going to put up the most points against Georgia any team has all year, and we've we've seen it. At home with Tennessee, we've seen on the road. Tennessee came out and got got up fast and easily on Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Um, they're scoring points, obviously, in a 45-42 game against Kentucky. The 11-plus yards of, of play stat, I mean, that's just hard to ignore. But this is the best defense in college football. This is the best team in college football. It will be a rowdy atmosphere. It's in Knoxville. Um, it'll be a tough place for Georgia to come in and play. I expect Tennessee to come out and it to be a ball game early. Do we even but, care about JT Daniels anymore? Do we or do we or do Georgia, does Georgia <laughs> either? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think they found you know that the system's At this point, working. They with yeah, they don't care. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the beginning of the year they're like, oh, we need JT. Now at this point they're like, like, who gives a hell? We don't yeah, need JT. Uh, yeah, they're like, we need Stetson to throw the completions he's throwing, and we need Zamir White and. Uh, Cook and the running back stable to just keep doing what they're doing. But so with that said, Georgia's going to try to control the game with the run. I know that. And then on defense, obviously. But this Georgia defense has not met an offense yet this season that can do or have the capability to do what Tennessee has shown us. So I, I, I'm going to take an upset here. I'm going to take Tennessee to beat Georgia. In Ooh. As a 20 you- as a 20 point underdog. And that's almost it's, just like a, a givey. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a guy yeah. that's leading big in the swirly bowl. Yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah, just trying <laughs> trying to give you Thank, false you're, hope. You're you're a gracious God. Thank you so much. <laughs> What's Xerxes saying? Three hundred. He's like, I'm a kind and gracious God. That is what Riley is right now to me. <laughs> so, are you picking Tennessee too? You dope. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave Carter, it up to the eight ball for this one. You're gonna leave it up to eight ball. Yeah, this this I, I, Nashville think, Dagum Vanderbilt Commodore is gonna leave it up to eight ball instead of just saying no. Tennessee sucks. I'm going to flip a coin. All right, what's your question for the eight ball? You gotta wake that. You gotta wake that eight ball up. Yeah, he's like, you guys don't use me anymore. He's like one of those old sad toys off Toy Story. <laughs> Contacting the Oracle. Very doubtful. Yeah, I'll pick. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee. Tennessee, it is. Yeah. Tennessee. All right. Looks like I'm gaining ground in the Swirly Bowl. Let's go, no Kirby. Doubt. Kirby, if you want other great stories from Tammy Mettenberger, <sighs> ask her about Kirby. They're great. She, yeah, she's. She goes great. back with Kirby. Like, I'm talking like 2001, 2002, his GA days. So Zach's mom, Tammy, who's a saint of a human being, worked in the Georgia front office for how many years, Zach? 99 to 15, 15, yeah. yeah. Long time. Yeah, so she's got great insight. We really should get her on here. I do know. Yeah. Let's do it. The Dude, people no, cannot not, handle not. Tammy. I don't think I, know. I don't think Tammy could handle this. <laughs> I'd be like, hey mom, you gotta get she headphones. You gotta get, yeah. She's like, what are headphones? No, she just needs to come visit you and get on there with you. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see, people. All right. Next. Maybe maybe she can show up for the swirly week. Ooh, yeah, she'll take the video of me sticking my head in the yeah. toilet for sure. She's very supportive <laughs> she, in that regard. Yeah. How do you uh, zoom in? <laughs> so South Carolina, Missouri, dude. I'm on the Beamer train right now. You know, I love me some Bazlack, but Missouri's just not it. I'm going to take, I'm a, I, you know, not to deflate the bubble here, but I'm going to take Missouri to win this game at home. Um, uh, you, you eat a bad I'm bite. sorry, but but I am I, I am high on South Carolina. I'll tell you this about South Carolina's win about over Florida. What, what Shane Beamer is going to have to do to continue to have success and to creep back into the East is to – 
recruit well and a, a win like he just had with a third string quarterback against Florida uh it just that's not going to hurt your recruiting at all putting up points beating a team that you shouldn't have beat um South Carolina's got dudes man Come no on. doubt but I'm saying that yeah but Klein, they got to Gilmore they got, Swearinger they got dudes Mike Davis they got dudes man just lock up that state in recruiting Exactly I was saying that I was just about to say that that state is full of talent and so if he can keep start keeping some of those guys in state and not let them go you know across the border there that south carolina's got a bright future ahead just like we talked about tennessee having a bright future ahead tennessee and south carolina have the same record right now oh man the future see and then we're gonna talk next year and both those teams next year i'm gonna go four and eight very, they you very know, well like, could god, but. god bless sec football is so awesome i love i love being wrong i can't tell you how much i love being wrong people well, well it shows with all your losses exactly dude but i love it dude i love i just love it oh, man because yeah. i always wanted to be that guy that proved people wrong on these pick and shit like that and i don't think yeah. anybody listens but like I love being wrong, dude. Like I love saying all oh, this, dude. I don't think he's gonna play well, and he likes yeah, it. He does, and yeah. you know, I love, I love that. I can't get enough of it. You know, yeah, so, absolutely. I hope they keep proving me wrong, people. What do you got, AC? You got, you got Mizzou or you got USC? What do you know? You got the Tigers or the Cox? Uh, I got uh, South Carolina winning this one. Oh, my buddy's picking the Cox. I love. I love, like, it's just great. Like, that's like, you can say cock without getting blurped out. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Like, I think that that one, that one I just used would have got beeped. But saying the South Carolina cock, that's okay. I remember in high school, do you remember those, the, uh, the hats they would sell at like lids or whatever, hat shacks and all those where you could get like the college and their, it was like their abbreviated or their nickname and it was all in the same font right there. Yes. That used, that used to be the coolest one. Like in sixth grade, if you could get a Cox hat and then you scrape the bill on the concrete and rough that thing up, it was like, <laughs> watch out. Yeah, dude. It was, it was, it was what I'm was it? To, it's like, I'm going to steal your date to the spring fling this year. You had, yeah. You had to rub it on the asphalt to get, to make it look worn on the front bill. Yeah. Yeah, but then before it. that, um, you what bend the bill and put it in a cup, or you put a rubber band around rubber it, and you get that sucker it. really just yep. bent in there. God, you look like an ass, dude. Yep. <laughs> I can't Wearing wait for these kids now who think what style is, and they look back and they're like, shit. <laughs> they just like it. all of us, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we're gonna look back ten years from now, looking what we're wearing, and we're gonna be like, shit, fleece, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> idiot style is so dumb we'll go on that's a whole nother two minute for other time talking about style let's go to old miss tamu another really good game this week um, yeah i mean honestly this game there, so there's this game lines up on paper it's a number 11 a&m going to number 15 old miss both teams seven and two Texas a&m is favored on the road minus two and a half points um, between this game, the Mississippi State Auburn game, and the Georgia Tennessee game, Georgia Tennessee has opportunity to be a good game. Uh, you know, I got a feeling I'm going to be wrong on that crazy upset pick, and uh, Georgia's going to handle business. I think <laughs> it comes down to Mississippi State and Auburn, and then Texas A&M Ole Miss. Texas A&M Ole Miss is the, the game of the week in the SEC. Uh, A&M coming off a hot win at home, they've had a little bit of the same problem though playing on the road. You know, they got exposed by Arkansas in neutral territory in Jerry World earlier this year. Um, it's it, it's going to be another true test of Jimbo getting his guys ready and. But I mean, dude, Jimbo, talk about a great coach. You know, they lose their kid they thought was going to be the guy. Halasada comes in, he's wildly mediocre, right? They're sitting at seven two. A couple weeks ago, we were like, man, this team's bad, 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 bad. And here they are. Again, I love being wrong. I love being wrong. They're here fighting. I, I think I think if anyone can beat Ole Miss on the road right now, I mean, they're hot, it's, dude. It's like yep. my buddy, my buddy, Andy, you know, special force Marine from Houston lives and breathes Texas A&M football. Best man at my wedding. This dude calls me after the game. He's like, Texas A&M hasn't looked tougher in 10 years pumped he's like we didn't do anything flashy it wasn't like yeah. someone years where we threw a bunch and did a bunch of stuff he's like we won the game by just out 
you know, just kicking the shit out of another team. Out, yeah, outmanning everybody. Just outmanning them, you know. Their defense, is, their defense was filthy. Right, like their recruiting is showing. Quarterbacks doing enough to win the game. Spiller's playing great. I mean, Jimbo is a great coach, and he's showing that, right? And yeah. as, again, that just shows human nature and how we are. Like, oh, you lose a game, and it looks bad. We're like, oh, God, no, here it is. This is a bad team. It's not. This is what shows us great. Yeah, they were dropped in the rankings. Here they are sitting at 14. They could win at Ole Miss on the road. And then they are, you know, there they are back in a few weeks, maybe in the in the conversation to get into the top six, top four, right? You know, who sure. knows? Crazier things have happened. Well, I mean, they do this. They do this year in and year out, you know. They lose a couple ones or one or two that they shouldn't, but then they always end up getting streaky and being relevant at the end of the year. But – I mean, this is I. This is a, I'm gonna listen to y'all's pick before I make my pick. Texas A&M is minus two and a half. Over under is fifty five and a half. Over for sure. I think. I think A&M's gonna score some points finally, just because I don't know. Ole Miss defense isn't the most formidable bunch, but yeah. What do you got, Riley? I got uh, I got Texas A&M winning the game. Um, and they're doing it by sticking to their bread and butter. Their front seven is filthy. I think they're going to do a great job of what we've said you have to do to Matt Corral and make him take away the big plays from Matt Corral as much as you can and force Ole Miss to run the football to establish a passing game. Uh, don't let Matt Corral extend plays. Don't let him find blown coverage and, and get a chance to throw the ball downfield. I like Texas A&M where they're at right now. They're grooving. They seem to have it going the way they want it to on defense. And then on offense, they're doing just enough to outscore opponents. But their defense their defense is really what's putting them yeah, in yeah, game winning. So, you know, yeah. it's like turnovers and big stops and bad field position and flipping it and getting – and, and, and then they're kings of seven-minute drives. Yeah, you know? like I, I always say, by one or a hundred, I don't care. Right, right, yeah. And these, these, these philosophies of Georgia, right – Georgia's philosophies are going to keep you as close to zero, right? And then Tennessee's philosophy is we're going to get as close to 100. Yep. You know? So, again, the philosophy is the same. One or 100. One or 100. Just win the ball game. AC, what you got? A&M or Ole Miss? Uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Is there tell us, home tell us why. Elaborate. You sit back there with your <laughs> whistles and bells. I want to hear some football take from the man himself who sits in the background yeah so you know you got a 50 50 shot coming to the game whether you're gonna win or you're gonna lose uh <laughs> they got these <laughs> you got these big numbers by them one's got a 14 one's got a 16 <laughs> <laughs> and then these columns where it says <laughs> homer away <laughs> that's what you really rely on yeah so he's you like know, yeah they're the home team i'm so, riding them <laughs> I got this little chart, and you know, <laughs> tell us more bin. about this chart. I got to hear more about this chart. Tell me about you the know, chart. It's, it's scientific. You go to. Uh, yeah. It's hard to explain. <laughs> you have to see it. Oh yeah, you can find it at secsports.com. <laughs> Slash. It's, it's readily available to the public. All my insider information. Uh, you can find well, it at secsports.com. <laughs> Carter's how, taking the he's taking the home it. he's taking yeah. the home team and I like that as an uh, they're an underdog at home I mean that's not a bad pick at all it's, I think that's gonna be a good football game I really do I, I, do I love yeah. I love all of that though I just love I love that he just came through and he's like well you know let I me, see two like, big numbers it. next to both these teams <laughs> <laughs> there's a fourteen and a sixteen I don't know what those mean I think I'm gonna go with the sixteen at home. <laughs> Uh, oh, next shit, on the docket. Nah, I still got my pick. You hold up. What's next on the oh, docket? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So we got Tamu, Ole Miss. So he's doing the same thing. He's looking at Colin. He's looking at his chart. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Border Collies versus the Rebel Sharks, Black Bears. What are they now? The Rebel Shark, Black Bears. You nailed it. Um, man. That'd be an awesome mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they sh- they should just uh, put it all together. Everything yeah, like, they've yeah. been in the last five years with all. That makes me think of that that movie that came out on like Weather Channel or something. Oh yeah, Sharknado. Sharknado. Yeah. 
It's like <laughs> sharks and tornadoes collide. It's like, oh my God, what a death trap. What a death trap. Tara Reed starting that. I'm going Ole Miss. All right. All right. Let's go Rebel Land Sharks. Uh, next up, we've got a now unranked <laughs> Kentucky team going to Vanderbilt. Kentucky's favorite three touchdowns. Uh, I'm sticking on my Mark Strain, especially here. <laughs> surely Kentucky gets this done. Wait, give me, give me. I got them. They're 18 now, right? They're what? Kentucky's ranked 18. No, after their loss last week, they've dropped out. They're unranked right now. What I'm looking huh. at right now is their 18th going against Vanderbilt. Ah, yep. We didn't refresh. It's 11 <laughs> verse 15. So it wasn't 14 verse 16. People that Alex no, yeah, was looking at. Yeah, it's 11. Why 11, did that 15. even happen? I literally huh. just pulled that up. Why would not have just automatically refreshed their rankings? My, my numbers just changed too. Yeah, you're right. That's unbelievable wild. people. Well, that was uh, I'm on I'm, I'm on Kentucky. I yeah, said it already. Yeah, I mean you're a Stoops guy. <laughs> Always gonna we, be there. I, I hope I'm, there's I'm, a day I'm, that you. Two, I'm gonna link up. I'm gonna link up with him in this in the off season. That's this what year. I'm, I'm saying. I hope there's now. a day y'all can just sit, you know, at a high top table at a bar that no one knows knows who he is, and y'all can just I've slug got, Miller Lights and Jameson till the yeah. till the cows come home. Absolutely, I've got I've got a plug in there. I've got a f- family friend who's a booster to Kentucky, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on them hard to get me just to. <laughs> and it, it doesn't have to be a fancy dinner, like we said. I, I'll go to Outback with a guy, you know. I'll go to Outback with the. Speaking of, oh, dude, we wanted to talk about this. What is your best <laughs> bang for buck steak? It's Outback. That's why I brought that up. I know we talked about it earlier, and so, I wanted so, to bring it up on this show. So I'm gonna tell you right now with something about Outback. Outback has got a horseshoe bar in every location. They've always got three TVs playing whatever game it is you're wanting to see. And if it's not on, they would go out of their way to change the channel and get it on there for you. They have the tallest, coldest beers for the best price that you can get, regardless of the beer you're drinking. (laughs) And then as far as cuts of meat go, you're not going to find a better cut of meat at that price than you are at Outback. The only place when it comes to chain <laughs> restaurants, the only place I'm going over Outback but I'm having to spend extra money, I'm doubling my, my ticket price to do it, is Ruth's Chris. My family, me and Blake, took our mom last year to Christmas. It became a new family tradition. We go to Ruth's Chris on Christmas Eve night. We drink martinis. We eat good food, and we call it Ruth's Christmas. And that, <laughs> and, and that will exist crazy. until the end of time. And that will exist until the until the good Lord takes us from this earth. But on a weeknight, when you don't have an occasion and you don't have the money, you don't want to go spend $150 at a Roos Chris, you can take a $40 bill over there to Outback and just have a wild ride. I'm talking about an incredible ribeye cut, seasoned perfectly, cooked perfectly. If it's not, they send it back and bring it right back to you, throw you a free beer, ask you how loud, how loud you want the TV. And is, are any of the guests in here bothering you, sir? It's like, yeah, yeah that one table over there, they could be moving. Can the I get though, you cause... a bloomin' onion? Yes, I'll yeah. have two. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's a classy, classy place. All right, so again, we don't have a lot of sponsors. Outback, Ruth's Christmas. <laughs> if if Ruth Chris is going to start rocking Ruth's Christmas. Yeah, I got to get someone. I, I, I need, we got to get I, this yeah. some IP, and we, we got to make gotta, sure they pay us for I that. Find, find a way to like somehow sub partially contract that into a TM agreement, you know, trademark that they'll end up I'll putting it on Christmas it. cards. It'll be everywhere. Yeah. I will yeah. plug Outback every opportunity I can get. If Outback gives us some money, Outback, yeah. please give us some money. <laughs> we need money. AC, who you picking? You care, Vandy. Oh, uh, I, I got to go with Vandy on this one. I think, you know, they're, they're on the up. They almost beat Missouri. Surprised everybody. Dude, this guy's such a clown. I love it. <laughs> All right, dude, I love it. Yeah, let's go. Be a homie. Yeah. So the guy picks Vandy. God, and this guy's kicking my ass in the swirly bowl, people. <laughs> <laughs> Picking Vandy every week, too. He looks at the big numbers next to their name and sees <laughs> who's at home. Still and I am losing to him. <laughs> uh, Honestly, if he hadn't picked Vandy a few times this year, he'd be beating me. No question. So, hey, who's I'm thinking? We, that just we should tell everybody Vandy. at home. It <laughs> doesn't football, matter. Yeah, how football picking works. It doesn't Alex matter. Never, never <laughs> played football. Flip a coin. We, we we heard, we heard what his analytical breakdown is on his picks. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, look him at and his Lee, chart. him and Lee Corso got the same 
method. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Lee Corso can't even speak English anymore. He's just looking at the big numbers next to the wa- team's name. <laughs> he just waves, he waves his hand. You oh, know? dude, all time. Like a, He's got the best wave of all time. Asking the eight ball. He's like a, a, zo- a, a zombie in prom court. All right, LSU, Arkansas. <laughs> I hate Arkansas. They took my ACL. Oh, I hate and that this is not not a Thanksgiving Eve game anymore or a Thanksgiving game. Is it yeah. Thanksgiving game? I hate that it's not. But, you know, I pick LSU every time. Arkansas crept back into the top 25 after their win against Mississippi State, 6-3. and three. I, I feel like LSU um, kind of put it all on the line against Alabama this week, which they, they played a hell of a football game. They did everything the right way, executed properly for what they have to work with. Um, coming back home, this is going to be, is this, is this coach O's last important game here? I mean, it's O-lineman versus D-lineman. Yeah, no, I'm saying who, who's left on the schedule for LSU? I mean, I think this, I mean, I don't, is this it? Oh no, they got, they got A&M at home. Oh, that's uh, right. They, two weeks. they switched those so, games up. So, so they're going to try to spoil that one too, but I, I think LSU is going to spoil Arkansas. I got LSU winning as well as that. Bueller. Bueller, Bueller <laughs> Carter, Bueller. He's he's checking his charts. Yeah, he's looking at the numbers. <laughs> they don't have numbers next. Crunching to the, the numbers. You know that that uh, that GIF of or that GIF of uh, Zach Galifianakis, and there's like math. Yeah, yeah. All the like all the algorithms popping that's, up that's in his brain. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, bacon is more expensive this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go with Arkansas over LSU at home. All right, I think, love I think it. Gonna Arkansas. It. Arkansas's favored two and a half points going to Baton Rouge. So okay, you're you're picking with well, there Vegas there. That's a good good take. Bacon is more expensive, people. <laughs> Unbelievable. You heard it here first. Unbelievable. Truth, What's man. happening to America that bacon's getting more expensive? <laughs> well, this has been just a terrific show. It's been our longest show. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm still rocking. And uh, I had a great time. I know my my boys here, AC and Riley, had a great time as well. Please subscribe, like, do all the the internet things to all our show on the social media things. Remember, it's SECQB by the Believe Network. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week, and I think we'll have a guest. Let's go. See y'all next week. Like, 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 like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.